0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that has had a very boring morning. My name is Greg Tepper. <laughs> I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm here, over there, sitting at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley. Howdy. How you doing?
1: Happy boring morning to you. Happy
0: boring Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's just a Tuesday. Just a Tuesday. Just a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing big. Nothing uh, big. Absolutely. Uh, today is Tuesday, July 21st, 2020, 128 days till Thanksgiving, episode 997. 997 The number of hits that Derek Holland allowed in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Uh, do we want to try first four through the door? Or no. We,
1: I have them. Okay, yes. First four through the door. They came in hot, but they were there. Stephen O'Neill, Andrew Christensen, Josh Chapa, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome
0: in, everybody, to a monumental show on Dave uh, at Texas Football today because we have breaking news. Oh. Oh, no. no. You had the sounder. <laughs> there we go. We've got the breaking we need, like, news. like a horn. Get the breaking news <laughs> sounder. There are is major news, monumental news, historic news in Texas high school football today as the UIL has released their adjusted plan for the 2020 Texas high school football season. Of course, we have complete coverage of this at TexasFootball.com, but here is the gist of it. The gist of it is that the UIL is going to take Class 6A and Class 5A and move the season back About five weeks. Mm -hmm. They're going to allow uh, practices were scheduled to begin uh, on August 3rd. That's two weeks from yesterday. For Class 6A and 5A, they will now not start until September 7th. The first week of games are now pushed back to September 24th through 26th. From what we understand, the plan is still to play a full season. Yes. That is for 6A and 5A. For 4A and below, rather, for 4A and below, it is unchanged. 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A will play as scheduled, as in practices starting on August 3rd.
1: Which is first week 13 of, days from now.
0: First week of games on uh, August 27th through 29th. State championship games for December 16th through 19th. Everything stays the same mm-hmm. for them. Now, there are a variety of other things that came down here that are probably getting less attention. For example, the UIL is limiting uh, stadiums to 50%. Mm -hmm. So the the UIL is not going to stop people from going to games. There will be local enforcement that will have to do it. So if your county is not allowing people in the stands, then that supersedes the UIL's uh, allowment. But up to 50% in the stands uh, with social distancing uh, as well. A few other things in there, but it is a, a huge announcement, a massive announcement, and we are going to have coverage of it all throughout tonight's show and all throughout the day at TexasFootball.com. We've got Craig Way coming up to talk about the announcement. He had Dr. Charles Bright up on a show earlier today. We're going to hear from Craig. A little bit later, we're going to hear from Matt Stepp, our Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider. But this is massive. This is a huge huge bit of news, one of the biggest announcements dare I say in UIL history.
1: Right, and it's the first time in 2020 where we have a we have a direction. We do. We we have a plan in place. Do we know all the answers? No, but here's step number 1.
0: So, Let's break this down a little bit. I've got a column up on texasfootball.com that I hope you'll check out. But let's break down exactly what this means. First of all, I think it's important that we all take a breath. Okay.
1: Adrenaline's been pumping.
0: Everyone's <laughs> fired up. We've been hearing about this. And I'll, I'll actually uh, – I will take you behind the scenes of what we've been hearing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last week, early last week, I became privy to some information that the UIL that announcement was coming. And the original plan was going to be something along the lines of the season is pushed back before uh, so that the practices don't start until after Labor Day and the season was going to be truncated by three weeks or rather by uh, by yes it was going to be truncated rather uh, by three weeks meaning that they would go from 10 games in 11 in 11 weeks to seven games in eight weeks that is what we were that was the original plan that I was told now I don't know I was hearing that only from sources that was not confirmed I never confirmed that with the UIL right late last week is when we started hearing that the cha- that the the plan was changing. We were hearing that there would be instead yes everything moves to after Labor Day, mm-hmm. but they would play the full season. Right. I had heard that there were people in the UIL who were adamant. I heard the phrase hell-bent on playing a full season. Mm-hmm. That was what I had heard. And so Coming into this week, we were expecting an announcement, and it sounded like it was going to be everyone moves to uh after labor day, and then we play a full season now we didn't know because we were hearing uh different reports from people saying, "Oh I'm hearing this, I'm hearing that you have to sift through that but those the sources that I was closest to were saying that was the, that was going to be the announcement then literally this morning
1: mm-hmm.
0: I heard that this was the plan that they were going to split up class four A, five, class four A, three A, two A, and one A, and class six A and five A and run full seasons staggered concurrently. Right. That was the plan that ended up being announced at ten A.M. this morning and has sent shockwaves through yeah. the Texas high school football community. It's a huge deal. And yeah. it's huge because I think it's rather stunning. Mm-hmm. Because the UIL does not like to treat different classifications this uh, differently.
1: No, we've talked about that. They are the governing body yes. over everyone.
0: Generally speaking, they like to keep everything together and say, "All right, we're all playing by the rules. We're all gonna we're all gonna walk as slow as this, as a, as a slowest person, right?" Uh, and and the reason is the idea being, why don't we uh, that that a rising tide is going to raise all boats. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the idea of of uniting Texans under that flag. That's why this is particularly stunning to me that they made this move. Um so I think this represents a compromise. Okay. Let's be frank about the situation. In Texas, the COVID nineteen numbers are not good right now, and there are a number of counties, there are a number of cities, there are a number of school districts that have delayed in person schooling. Mm-hmm. For the for, for uh, a couple weeks, a month, a couple of months, there have been a lot of things that have changed that that have made it so that they could not start football on September or rather on August third. August third, yeah. Now, the but there are also a good amount of schools that are planning on opening as planned. Mm-hmm. That could start on August third. That could go out there and and do that. And so what the UIL decided to do was find a compromise and say, okay, the majority of the schools that are impacted by these local orders Which are, would
1: be the big metropolitan areas.
0: Generally speaking, are big schools. Mm-hmm. So we are going to allow them to delay, but we're going to keep four and below the same. This represents, in my view, a compromise- Mm-hmm. Um, they were now, trying to
1: find a happy medium. They're trying
0: big. to. They are. They're trying to find a middle ground for all their schools.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That said, there's a lot of there's a lot of landmines with this plan, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coach at at at, uh, at Carrollton Ranchview brought up a perfect point. Okay, right now Carrollton Ranchview is a school that is in Dallas County. Okay, they 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 are in. That's not right now. They are always in Dallas County. It hasn't moved. <laughs> Dallas County, so they presently cannot open up schools. They they can't do it. So they are, but they are a four A team, and every other one of their district bunkmates are in counties where they can open. So Carrollton Ranchview is playing with a hand bu- tied behind its back. They're going to have district bunkmates that are that have five weeks of practice before they can get on the field. That's a huge situation, by the way. Go down to Corpus Christi where it's very bad. There's a lot of 4A programs down there that yep, do are going to be problematic. I know the Rio Grande Valley, it's very, the, the COVID-19 situation is very bad right now. I believe Hidalgo County last night issued uh, a, a stay-at-home order or a shelter-in-place order. There are, there are 4A below programs there. I understand that they have to make the biggest decision, the best decision for the most number of schools, but there are landmines here. Furthermore, <clears throat> schedules are getting thrown for a loop. Oh, man. Schedules are getting basically thrown out the window in a lot of ways and torn up and trying to, trying to re- revisit this. This is a massive, massive decision. And I think it's also worth mentioning, before we get to Craig Way, it's worth mentioning that the situation remains fluid. Right. The UIL made a big announcement today. I don't think it's the last we're hearing from the UIL. There are going going to be more announcements, there are going to be more changes, and players, coaches, and fans need to understand that this is the season as presently scheduled, but there's a very real possibility that it's going to be postponed, or truncated, or canceled, or otherwise adjusted.
1: Because there are things in life that are going to happen where government officials are going to have to step in, ISDs are going to have to step in. This is not a set-in-stone plan. It is from the UIL Presently, but we can't anticipate that it's going to be able to stay this way. Really, from a legal standpoint.
0: Absolutely, a lot to a lot to digest, a lot to get through. Uh, to help us do that, we're going to go to the voice of Texas high school football. He's the Texas high school football hall of famer. We're joined on the phone line now on the hotline by the great Craig Way. Hey, Craig, pretty boring morning, huh?
2: Just as ho- hum drum and ho hum. I mean, today's today. I'm getting out of the town on vacation. I thought. Eh, it's just another
0: sleepy day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you had your radio program this morning, and you had the executive director of the UIL, Dr. Charles Brightup, on, on your program. Um, obviously, Dr. Brightup has a, a, a big hand in, in shaping the way that UIL uh, does business. Um, when you talked with Dr. Brightup, uh, what were your impressions on what he had to say?
2: Well, let me let me start off by saying I think it was probably if anybody that knows Dr. Charles Brightup knows that he is, and I know you, I, I think uh, you tap and and actually I think you'll agree with us, he is a modicum of cool. Mm-hmm. He is always, you know, he's he's warm and affable and all that sort of stuff, but he's always under control. Plus, this morning, that said, it was probably. The busiest I've, I've heard him in terms of the conversation because he's got eighteen gazillion people uh, pulling on him uh, after the analysis. So it was, it, he was great. He was friendly. We went. We went through all that kind of stuff. That said, uh, Charles, who can you know, he can uh, you know explain in great detail on things. Uh, did explain things. He just didn't do three minute explanations on things because. There was 18 gazillion people lined up to visit with him about it. He explained everything in good detail. So I would call the tenor of my conversation with Dr. Bright busy mm-hmm. this morning. It was a busy conversation. Now, that said, uh, he did explain, you know, their their thought process behind all of these decisions. And going to your, to what you were just saying, Tep, right before I popped on when I was listening there, uh, I do think you're right that it may indeed not, may well not be the last we hear with regard to an adjustment to a moving target, as they like to say, an ever-changing schedule. And and here's an example of it. I'm just going to give you one minute example. This could be, uh, this example could fall in basically any major market in the state of Texas: Dallas, Fort Worth, mm-hmm. Houston, San Antonio. Austin even you could even include uh, Houston, obviously, you could also include, say, the Rio Grande Valley or Laredo, some of the other larger market areas that we're talking about here, uh, maybe even some of these Texas. But in the greater Austin area, this ruling, as we know, would would of course keep the five A's, six A's. From being able to start their seasons until at the very earliest Thursday, September 24th, it would be the year, the earliest they would do that. He said, "Okay, well, the 4A's would go right in and jump right in." LBJ High School dropped the 4A this year. LBJ High School is right smack dab in the middle of Austin. She so said, "Well, what do they do?" Okay, well, they had their schedule had Manor to open the 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 uh, season and a little bit of a friendly rivalry between those two. Manor is a 5A school, so that that one's off the table. So. LBJ goes and finds another opponent, right? Not so fast. Remember, Travis County's health order would prohibit any activities before September 8th anyway. Hmm. So this is an example of a fluid situation. There are 4A schools in the Dallas-Fort Metroplex. There are 4A schools in the greater Houston area, in the San Antonio area. So that's just one example of how things have been thrown, as you mentioned, a bit in the chaos. All that said, tep I don't know that they really could have done anything else and still preserve, by and large, not 100 percent, by and large, the integrity of a full regular season schedule. There are going to be outliers, and and LBJ that I just pointed out as an example of an outlier. That no matter how you slice it, they're not going to be able to get a full schedule in. Uh, but Somehow, some way, I think they they struck about the best bargain they could to have the most games played in a regular season schedule without just taking a hatchet to it and lopping off the first half, the front half of the regular season, and not finishing, being able to play a full regular season schedule.
0: Yeah, what I wrote on TexasFootball.com this morning is that I view this I view this as the least bad option. Um, I don't think anybody in the UIL is going to say that this is uh, the greatest plan of all time because, quite simply, there were no great plans. There are no, like, right. the, the the situation does not lend itself to having great, perfect plans. But this strikes me as the least bad option. You know, one thing, Craig, that I'm particularly interested in and, and a thing that I, I think is, is going to be really interesting down the stretch is um, this is the first time... That we're really, in a lot of ways, we're seeing the UIL treat different classifications differently. In a lot of ways, the UIL operates as this one kind of behemoth that goes and and they they point their laser at something and they and they take care of it, and, and everyone plays by the same rules. Um... Did it? Did this announcement this morning? I know you have kind of he- been hearing the same rumblings that I've here. Uh, I've heard about uh, changes imminent in the Texas high school football season. Did this ruling surprise you this morning?
2: Only mildly, mm-hmm. and and the reason why I say that is because of having visited a couple of weeks ago with Dr. Brightup, He hinted at the possibility of having to do a. Solomon split the baby kind of thing ruling if you will with regard to this but he he pointed this out again this morning when I visited with him on my show that the the vast majority of districts in the state of Texas are in lesser metropolitan areas so you have to consider the whole of it even though the population base as we know and we've talked about uh, time and again with regard to realignment falls along that line of I-35 at the east of I-35. So there was no easy answer. Like you said, was it the, the movie Argo? What's the best bad idea? You know, that, that kind of thing, you know, and what, what's the best bad idea they could come up with? It was, it was not going to be something that was going to be easily resolved one way or another, and yet it was about the only way I think they could do to have the best shot at playing a full regular season schedule for the vast majority. And that's the key here, the vast majority of the schools in the state of Texas. One thing that I, I asked uh, uh, Dr. Bright about, I said, Charles, uh, how important was it, because apparently it looks like it was, to protect the full body of a regular season schedule? And he said – it was very, very important because when you think about it, and you and I have talked about it, Jeff, how many teams make the Texas high school football playoffs? 700 and – 704. What's our number? 704. Roughly half. Okay. That still leaves half the schools, the football-playing schools in the state of Texas, who would be done at the end of a regular season. Well, if you lop off half of a regular ski season, now you're talking about half of the populace playing – only half of a regular season. So they've lost that as well. He said the importance of the regular season experience for as many student athletes as possible was of paramount concern to them. That's why this went into effect, to try to protect as much of the regular season for as many of the people as possible. It's not a perfect solution by any stretch. There are, as I mentioned, outliers or or some programs that may fall through the cracks. But for the vast majority, I think it was about
0: the best they could do. Craig Wade, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation #Hashtag hashtag TFToday. Uh, all right, Craig. Uh, now we kind of turn our attention to the new look of the 2020 uh, Texas high school football season. Um, what in your mind – are you looking for next? Uh, I think that there's, you're seeing a lot of coaches that are scrambling uh, to get uh, to get schedules put together. They're doing, that are doing this and that, uh, you know, to, to make sure that their season goes off as, as well as it can. What, in your mind, are you viewing as the next step, the next shoe to drop, the next thing that that fans should be on on a lookout for? Because I'll tell you what mine is, is suddenly you are going to have some very interesting district executive committee meetings. That's going to be the hottest ticket in town.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why uh, uh, Dr. Susan Ellis, the director of athletics yesterday during coaching school, uh, stressed the word flexibility uh there with regard to scheduling you're right there's going to be half there's going to have now if we are to believe that for the vast majority and i have to say this because you know depending on local and state uh mandates coming down with regard to the to the pandemic uh but if we are to believe the vast majority of the schools in 5a and 6a can just shift their schedule in other words like travis and arlington martin playing on September 25th in, in, instead of August 28th, uh, as an example, if, if we are to believe the same thing with, uh, you know, Westlake, High and Southlake Carroll, uh, if, if we are to believe that the vast majority will be able to shift their schedules and move, then maybe they can make that move. But it's as you pointed out, it's going to be a lot of the programs who've had to drop an opponent and pick up an opponent. And again, we'll say it until the cows come home, the non-district schedule isn't as important as the, as the district schedule. We all know that. Uh, but it doesn't mean you can't try to see if you can't play all of uh, the entirety of the schedule. I'll tell you another thing that comes to mind, tap see how, see how far you've gone in your thinking on this. Mm-hmm. We know that the UIL listed all of its dates for the state championships. Mm-hmm. And for 5A and 6A, they said January TBD. I, I, would it be reasonable to guess that the reason that's a TBD? And I asked Dr. Biden about it. He said we're looking at around January 11th, but we have to have some flexibility. You know what that says to me, Dalton? Conflict: Dallas Cowboys home playoff uh-huh. game on a Saturday. Maybe. Wow. Well, and- maybe that's why. Maybe that's the reason for the flexibility, just in case there's a. Uh, a, a divisional playoff game, that's, that's if I remember correctly, that's NFL divisional.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. That would be... I've been
2: there. We've all been there many, many times on a, on a uh, state championship weekend when the Cowboys had a Sunday home game. Mm-hmm. But you want to make sure you don't have a Saturday playoff game. So I'm wondering if maybe... That's part of the logic that's going into putting the
0: TBD up. There. I, I think so, and the, the other thing that I think is really interesting is if you look at presently the current the current schedule, they are saying that they are going to be games Christmas week, meaning that would be yep. and that would be I believe the regional semifinals of the 6A and 5A playoffs. And Christmas
1: falls, and Christmas falls Christmas on a Friday. Is,
0: Christmas, of course, in in this year Here. falls on a Friday. They're certainly not going to allow teams to play on a Friday on Christmas Day, but that means you may have Christmas Eve games that means you may have games days after Chris or games after the day after Christmas um it's, it's a really, really bizarre situation. One thing I want to ask you, Craig, and, and I, want, I want to see if you were hearing the same thing that I uh, w- was hearing. Uh, a, a lot of fans and a lot of people were, were asking us, what do you think about moving to the spring? What do you think about moving to the spring? Furthermore, there were, there were other people, although I would say a smaller congregation of people, who were saying, do you think the UIL is going to cancel the season? My, my, in talking with people uh, at and near and around the UIL, I found, uh, from what I heard was that spring and no football uh, were were fundamentally like last, last, last resorts. Were you hearing similar things?
2: Absolutely. And I asked uh, Dr. Bright again about that. They were adamantly opposed to playing it in the spring. He said, why? why? Why the opposition? Think about what we just went through. They completely lost their spring season. They had to stop. The UIL state basketball tournament in its tracks, and they were unable to complete to completion golf, tennis, track and field, and of course softball and baseball. They were unable to do it. What are you going to? Are you going to those again because of participation on both sides? Uh, you know, so that's why they were uh, against that and wanting to try to make sure to ensure that those seasons can play can be played as best possible. Again, this is going to go back to the no solution being perfect deal because there are many who play both, especially in the lower, smaller classifications. Mm-hmm. Aha. That's why you go back another reason for 1A through 4A staying on schedule so that those kids who in the small towns and small schools who are playing basketball uh, right after football, still have their same time frame. Now, if your team is going four rounds deep into the playoffs uh, at the, at the uh, 2A or 3A or 4A level, your your participation in basketball clearly is going to be affected. But that's an annual challenge every year anyway. This, at least, preserves it for those schools from 4A down to 1A because we do have to think globally in terms of their School member body, and not just in the major markets. Although obviously that attracts the lion's share of attention for those of us who are covering and following and broadcasting high school football, the five A's and the six A's, we have to keep everybody in.
0: Finally, Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer, joining us on TF today. Appreciate you hopping on with us, Craig. But uh, I, I want to ask you that we are now, as scheduled, <clears throat> going to have January football. Uh, that's on the docket now. That is that is that is UIL canon right now, is, is January football. Craig Way, you're also one of the chief historians of Texas high school football. I know that Cleburne and Houston Heights, way back in 1920, played their state championship game uh, in January. When's the last time we had January high school football, at least sanctioned January high school football? It was that. You
2: know, I mean, if not that game... Uh, it, it, right around that time, there were a couple of other games. There was also a late that happened uh, with the, that uh, came up in December. But it's, it, if, if my historical memory, thankfully, I was not alive then at that time, <laughs> but if my historical memory of reading about the history of it all, it wasn't the only January game, I don't think, mm-hmm. but there. But you know, it doesn't take long to call the roll of it. So it's been a long, long time since we've had January games, and uh, you know, it, it it begs the question because somebody uh, at texted in, well, didn't they used to play state championship games if they have a scheduling conflict with ATT, Didn't they used to play state championship games? That, DKR, Texas Memorial Stadium, Austin, yes, they did. They they have had games played there. But uh, are you really that excited about sitting in the stands for a mid-January state championship game? Listen, coaches like to, uh, you know, play state uh, second-round and third-round games in environmentally controlled areas. Just ask the head coach of the defending 6A Division Two state champions, uh, Todd Dodge at Westlake. By the way, happy birthday, Todd Dodge, today. Uh, you know, you, he always wanted, coaches want to have as many factors under control as possible. So securing facilities, indoor facilities in January is going to be important to all of this, no matter the classification.
0: He's Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. He, of course, let's do him on the horn down in Austin every day uh, on Light the Tower. And, uh, of course, the host of uh, – or the, the my co-host on High School Scoreboard Live, uh, which <laughs> – I don't even know, Craig. I, I mean, I was trying to think of the TV element of this, and I'm like, 22
2: God. weeks, 22 weeks, have, say it with me. 22 weeks, let's have it. Let's start it in August and finish it in January. I'm all about it.
1: This is the energy we Craig, love to see. Craig Way,
0: he's fired up. We're all fired up. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, try to try to calm down off the adrenaline. I'm trying to calm down myself, but uh, but I'm sure we're going to see each other soon, partner.
2: You bet. Take care,
1: guys. See you, Greg. Correctly,
0: Texas high school Bowl hall of famer.
1: The energy just through. Will the roof. we have 22 <laughs> weeks of
0: high school scoreboard live? I don't know. You know That who is else? my. That is my answer. I do not know. I wish I could tell you. I have not heard from Fox. I don't know what their plans are for coverage. You know who else uh, would be pumped
1: about that? Rico. Rico's here oh, for 22 episodes of scoreboard.
0: Rick Renner <laughs> he has would been love that. causing my phone. Rick Renner has been absolutely detonating my phone. All. Day long. Anyway, we appreciate Craig, way the Texas High School Hall of Famer, joins us today. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Campbell's, Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. A lot more to come on this breaking news story. The UIL has released adjusted schedules for the 2020 Texas High School football season, 4 and below, starting as scheduled. Five, six, A, and five A moving back about a month. We have complete coverage at TexasFootball.com. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com/slash subscribe. The heavy hitters keep on coming. We go to the hotline, Ashley. We bring in the Texas High School Football Insider for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the man with the backwards hat, the man who uh, his phone his phone picked the worst possible oh, day to God. break. We're joined by Matt Step. <laughs> hey, bud.
3: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm definitely struggling today. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Worst day in the world to have a phone break. Absolutely. Um, On break. Okay.
0: I just want. I kind of want to just give you the floor here for a second. You and I are going to talk about this at length on an episode of and Step, an emergency episode of our premium podcast that we are recording later this afternoon. Uh, But I'm just really interested in your reaction to today's announcement from the UIL because um, you know we had been hearing rumblings, uh, but this this feels like a a pretty a pretty stunning strike from the UIL.
3: Yeah, I mean, when we heard about it this morning, you called me. this morning after you had heard it was around eight o'clock this morning when you had kind of gotten the news and it it, it completely went against anything that that we thought uh, was going to happen I think we were all kind of under the assumption that uh, we would see a universal delay not a split with 6a 5a and 4a and below Um, so it it was a real it it was a stunning stroke and I thought Craig uh, made a great point that this strikes me as the UIL looking at all their options and, and in essence Picking the best of a bunch of bad options, Um, because, you know, just looking at my timeline over the past couple of weeks, there was real opposition um, from a lot of small school coaches and and communities um, about about a delay. And, you know, the UIL's got a real weird balancing act with such a large state, with such diversity and such a a, a spread out population that, that I don't think there was a one size fits all solution that would make everyone happy. And I think this solution probably just looking at the reaction on my timeline makes the fewest people upset at the moment. But there are still some situations, especially in the metro areas with 4A and below schools where where those schools are going to have real problems um, getting in any kind of viable football season this year.
0: I think that's that's a good place to kind of to follow up here is is obviously we're dealing with a patchwork response to the pandemic uh, across the state of Texas. Basically, the only statewide order that we have is, is, is there's a mask mandate from a statewide perspective. But there are different parts of the state that are under pretty strict uh, restrictions right now, especially down Rio Grande Valley, Houston area, DFW Metroplex, El Paso, etc. Um, is it feasible in your mind that there are teams that or there are schools that simply do not field a program or do not field a team in twenty twenty. And if that's the case, how do you think the UIL would respond to that?
3: I think it's likely that we see some UIL eleven man programs that just simply cannot play a season this year. In fact I'll be surprised if all of them are able to go through and play a season. Um, it's pretty common at the six man level and the two A Division two level where a school that has really low enrollment will just stop playing football in the middle of the year and districts have to adjust it on the fly. So I, I think it's likely that we do see that. I think for the most part, I think the UIL will leave that up to the local DECs to, to make a determination. I think where you may see the UIL step in is let's say, I think it's eleven four a division one, the Houston ISD, mm-hmm. um, four, a division one district. If that entire district opts out, um. which if Houston ISD opts out, the district's going to opt out. Then you may see the UIL uh, step in because now you've got a vacant district, and that that may be where the UIL would step in and make, make some sort of judgment call um, from that perspective.
0: Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, Insider here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation and hashtag TFToday. Um Steph, I know your phone's been blown up uh, with with questions from from coaches, people wanting to know, uh, you know, what's going on, what you're hearing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I I ask this to Craig, and I want to ask you the same thing. Um, you know, you and I have been getting a lot of questions from people saying, "Why not move to the spring? Why not move to the spring?" It seemed to me, and I I want to hear if you heard any inkling from anybody that the UIL was considering a spring football season because it, it seemed like that was just Quite simply, not an option for the UIL.
3: Yeah, I, I, I've not heard any option, any any discussion of a spring season uh, from anyone that I've talked to, any coaches or anyone uh, that have had direct conversations with uh, the UIL. I mean, at, at, and I think Craig put it put it great, and you, we we talked about it um, offline spring football for for the small schools is just a non-starter. They they can they don't have the numbers to sustain a football program and then a basketball program and or a baseball program concurrently. Um because at a lot of these 1A, 2A and even some 3A schools, the entire basketball team plays football. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just it just can't happen. I mean, it's it, and with the UIL already last spring basically the spring sports got the short end of the stick last spring. I, I don't think the UIL wants to it, – it, to me, it's not the right thing to do to sacrifice a second season of spring sports just for the sake of football. Um, it's not fair to those those kids who play those – or coaches who play those spring sports. And it, it just doesn't – it's not a good look. I don't think it would look good from a PR perspective that, that basically we're going to throw away two baseball seasons so football season can be played. So I, I think the UIL is, is – is very has always been very very strongly set on trying to find a way to get the football season in during the fall. Uh,
0: of course, this does mean that we're going to have, as presently scheduled, um, two different weekends of state championship games. Uh, the the four A through one A state championship games still scheduled for December sixteenth through nineteenth. Um, we don't know what the uh, when the 6A and 5A state championship games are going to be it sounds like in talking with Craig who talked with Dr. Charles up, that they're looking at that week of I suppose it's January or January 11th uh that would likely what that means that that's a Monday what they're probably talking about is something along the lines of January 15th and 16th or 14th and 15th something like that um when you take a look at the end of the regular or the end of the Texas high school football season as scheduled, that's where I start seeing a lot of potential landmines, particularly you're starting to ask players and teams to play on Christmas week, which has generally been a no no from the UIL, right?
3: Yeah, other other than the holiday basketball tournaments, you you typically don't I think the latest we've seen state football championship games is, is December 23rd, and I think that's when Christmas uh, falls on, like, a Monday. I think that happened two years ago. We had state championship games on the 23rd of December. But running into Christmas is going to p- present some unique challenges. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't anticipate us seeing any Texas high school football games on Christmas Day and maybe not even Christmas Eve, which is a Thursday this year. I think when we get to that point of the playoffs where the 5A and 6As – are um, in the regional semifinals, regional mm-hmm. final round, uh, somewhere around there. I think you'll see all those playoff games be played on, on that Saturday. Um, but from a preparation standpoint, from a practicing standpoint, trying to juggle holidays around your your potentially playing a really big playoff game um, is going to be a, a unique challenge for coaches. But I, but I would almost say at this point, the that they'll take this over the possibility of not having a season at all. I, I think they're going to welcome. Uh, these challenges because I think everyone's going to be, if we can get to that point, I mean, there's no guarantee we get to that point. Mm -hmm. I hate to be negative negative guy here but i mean we're looking at a very fluid public health situation there's no guarantee we even get to that point but if we do get to that point i think everyone's going to be really appreciative of the opportunity and they're going to find a way to make the best of a not perfect situation because in essence the entire all of 2020 has been a less than a perfect situation so to speak
0: it, it certainly has and and so now we start looking at the prospect of a, a, a longer regular season, you know, you and I talked about it and we'll talk about this more on, on our episode of Tep Sep, our premium high school football podcast that you and I are recording later this afternoon. Uh, but this is, I, I, I'll be honest. I think this is a pretty risky play from the UIL because in many ways, one of the things that I thought that made sense about a potentially truncated regular season is that, if you're doing that, you're only asking for 14 weeks to go right. Now, the UIL is more or less saying, "No, we're not going to ask for 14 weeks. We're not going to ask for 17 weeks. We're going to We're go going to ask for 22, 22. weeks to go right." I, I think that this is a bold decision from the UIL, and obviously they they think that they have, you know, they've made the right decision, but Am I are, are you with me and me saying that I think that there's increased there's an increased risk of there being some sort of stoppage or major interruption by extending the, the, the season?
3: Oh, it's just math. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're, you're asking for 22 weeks to go right instead of 14 weeks to go right. So it's, it's a it's a high risk, high reward uh, move, in my opinion, because I think if if the, the reward is, is, is if it works out, you look. You look like a bunch of geniuses because you've come up with an innovative plan mm-hmm. that was kind of outside the box that satisfied. Uh, the rural constituency, which is mostly your 4A and below schools and your urban constituency, which is your 5A and 6A schools um, for the most part. So I think if it works, it it works great, but it's a really high risk because you're, you're asking for 22 weeks to go right in a very fluid and unknown public health situation. Mm -hmm. You've got the additional challenges of playing big playoff games around Christmas time. And then when you move into January, you know, I think the reason why uh, they're playing these playoff games on Christmas week is because you could have potentially, high big name recruits playing in semifinal games that, that up and leave their team to go enroll in college uh, at the same time. And that would be a bad look as well. So you've got a lot of, of unknowns and moving parts uh, throughout this whole whole scenario that I think could, there's a lot of things that could go wrong uh, in this and really kind of derail um, basically what we have of the 2020 football season.
1: All right, Steph, we got, I got another question here for you. Uh, obviously, uh, we're going to assume that you're going to have to switch your uh, schedule around a little bit, but Matthew McSpadden bringing up a good point. Um, do you think that you're going to be able to beat your season record on, uh, attending games with the extra weeks coming up here?
3: I hope so. But, but I also have the unique uh, challenge of having a wife who lives in another country yes. who <laughs> enjoys seeing me occasionally. And, uh, I may have to leave in the middle of the season to go visit her for a little while, and in, in Canada, mm-hmm. you have to stay for two weeks. So mm-hmm. if I go see her, which, which I like being married, so I probably will go see her. <laughs> uh, I'm probably gonna miss. Uh, I I won't be surprised if I miss two to three weeks of the season um, just because I need to go see my family. Um, And at that point, I'll probably just watch some games online and that kind of thing. So um, the public health situation uh, impacts me personally as well because of of those facts as well. Typically during a normal season, I can just fly up to Canada a couple of times during the year and spend like a Monday through Thursday up there. But uh, with Canada's quarantine act, um, I got to stay for at least 14 days. So that knocks out uh two weekends at at minimum Mm
0: -hmm. one last question for matt step our dave campbell's texas football high school football insider joining us on tf today uh step i want to know what you're looking for next what uh you know obviously this is a big day and there's a huge this is a huge announcement It's a lot to digest uh from the uil uh from your perspective what are you on the lookout for next what are you keeping your eye on what are you keeping your ear to the ground hearing about
3: so I think the first thing I'm going to be looking looking at is in these areas where um, they have very stringent health orders in place, such as um, in areas of the Rio Grande Valley, Houston ISD, El Paso, places like that. If those school districts, now that they have guidance from the UIL, uh, try to put some pressure on their local government to maybe re- rele- uh, uh, loosen up those restrictions a little bit um, to allow them to participate and pr- at least practice. Um, as they get ready for a season so that's the first thing I'm going to look at um, I think the second thing I'm going to look at is now um, kind of keeping an eye on the health situation on a statewide level and seeing um, if the numbers continue to increase if that causes the UIL to maybe push the 4A and below schools back um, to Labor Day as well because this you know we're talking August 3rd is, is two weeks away l- less than two weeks away at this point um, that's not that much time so um if, if things get bad, I just wonder. Or worse, and they're already bad. But if things get worse, um, does the UIL maybe make a make a make a call and push the four A's back to Labor Day as well?
0: He's Matt Stepp. He's a Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider. Follow him on Twitter at matt underscore Step eight one seven. And of course. Subscribe to texasfootball.com to get an exclusive emergency edition of Tepp and Step, our premium high school football podcast, which we will record this afternoon. Step, this is me scheduling you for this afternoon, so uh, we're going to record a podcast this afternoon.
3: Thanks, I'm going to go try to get a new phone here now. Thanks, Step. Best Talk along, to you later. Man. There you go.
0: Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Oh, and he's hung up on us. Yeah, he and
1: was. Uh, he was quick on that one. <laughs>
0: um, so there you go, guys. It is a it is a big, big, big day. And we're going to continue to digest this uh, on texasfootball.com. Uh, make sure you, you go there. We're going to have complete team coverage of this major breaking news from the UIL. Uh, so we will have you covered there. Uh, and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts?
1: I, I think that's it. I know that people obviously have a ton of questions, and we mm-hmm. obviously we don't have all the answers to them. But as time goes, we will be here. We will so, be covering it. Keep up yes. on texasfootball.com. I think that's kind of where to end it for today. So
0: that's another thing. Uh, tomorrow, on tomorrow's show here on Texas Football Today, uh, we'll have Greg Powers for this week in recruiting. I'll definitely ask him how this impacts recruiting. Because it does. It it has a major impact on recruiting. Uh, But furthermore, we'll do the second half of the the show. We will make sure we dedicate to a mailbag. So if you guys have questions on Facebook, let us know. Let us know. uh, 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 TexasFootball.com Texas Football Today, rather. We will be back tomorrow at noon. We will answer your questions as best we can. We don't know everything. We're still figuring things out. We're going to to do our best to, to answer your questions tomorrow here on Texas. Yeah, please
1: don't expect us to have yes. all the answers because we don't, and we'll be honest with you about that rather than just trying to, you know, BS you. Absolutely. But thanks for sticking with us.
0: <laughs> okay. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, Craig Way, and the reigning 2020 Putt Pal Sports Writer of the Year, as presented by the Texas yeah. High School Coaches Association, Matt Steph. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football today.